Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to let you know of a few dates that I'm doing around the country. So if you're in Adelaide, I'm coming over Feb 19 to do the podcast at the Rhino Room. Uh, so Becky Lucas and Azim Hussein are two of the guests there. So if you're in Adelaide, come along. It's going to be great. It's going to be in the afternoon as well. So, um, yeah, easy, easy for everyone. Also, if you're in Melbourne, I'm doing the comedy festival. My show Modern Contemporary is on sale the final two weeks of the comedy festival. So April 12 through to 24, 7.40 at the Western. Go to joshua.com.au for the tickets. Plus, I'm also doing five podcasts in the uh, festival. So four at European Beer Cafe where you can get a season pass for all four plus the 300th episode at the uh, Max Watts for part of the festival club for the comedy festival. Also, every uh, Saturday, the first Saturday of the month, I'm doing the live podcast at Comedy Republic. So make sure if you're in Melbourne, come along to those ones. Uh, those uh, shows won't be put in the main feed. They'll only be on the Patreon. So good idea to become a Patreon subscriber. Go to patreon.com slash DYKWIA where every single week I'll put up an episode of Top 5, my patron-only podcast, where me and a friend count down the top five of a topic of our choice. This week's one was Super Farm with John Hastings from uh, the US, from uh, born in Canada, based in the US, where we talked about WWE slash WWF wrestlers. Even if you're not into wrestling, it's super, super funny. That's all I need to say. Hopefully I see you at one of these shows around Enjoy this episode, episode 288, with Cameron James, James Colley, Aurelia St. Clair, and Lauren Bonner. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week, on the internet, on the website, IMDB, someone's added to my page that I actually wrote the Azerbaijan Eurovision Song Contest song. <laughs> and Wait. now that is apparently on IMDb what I'm most known for. Oh. Followed by being the composer on Harley Breen's The Kingswood and I DVD, which I was not the music composer on that. <laughs> I just found some uh, copyright free music that he could use and went, oh, there you go, use that. And also appearing in the film clip to the Bedroom Philosophers, Northcote So Hungover, a film clip I didn't speak in. I just, I just vomited out of a car. <laughs> So these are my massive credits on IMDb. Thanks, Tony Martin. <laughs> hey, also, I dropped, uh, I know listeners love hearing about my star meter rating, I dropped 693,388 points this week alone on <gasps> IMDb. The career's what did you not do? Going. I don't know. I thought having a, a song in the Eurovision Song Contest might bump it up. I don't yeah. know what's happened. <laughs> hey, is this your first time? A good song. No, it didn't win. Didn't win. Hey, this is your first time listening to the pod. What I do, I get four very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. Let's meet them now. Our first oh guest, God. speaking of IMDb, has not one but two profiles. One this week went down 136,000 on the star meter rating, but the other one, ooh, sky high, up almost 5 million places. Please welcome, it's Cameron James, everyone. 
Oh my god! I have. Two, hang on a second. I didn't even know I had one IMDb profile. You've got two, baby. You're double dipping in the IMDb pool. And why did I lose points on one? What was it because of all that racist, sexist, homophobic stuff that I've been saying? <laughs> I th- I don't know which one that that's going under. <laughs> yeah, well, I do have. That's why I have two, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> you have a burner account. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. IMDb. <laughs> I only make burner movies on that yeah. account. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our next guest, when I went searching IMDb, couldn't find uh, a page for her, but I did discover that she shares her name with the reality TV contestant on the show Naked and Afraid of Love. Please welcome back to the podcast. It's Lauren Bonner, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Very exciting. Naked and Afraid of Love. And that is just not me because I'm clothed and I wear my heart on my sleeve, mm. you know? Mm. <laughs> How many people do you think really are afraid of love on that show if they're willing to get naked? None. Or yeah. maybe though, like, because maybe they're like, you know, those commitment phobe kind of, they're not on there to really find love. Like The Bachelor and stuff, you know, when they're like, I just want to find someone to settle down. And they're like a 24-year-old hairdresser. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't want to settle down. You're not ready. <laughs> also joining us is another return guest. She's the only person in the world with their name. And Aurelia, what do you think? On IMDb, do you think you've gone up or down this week on the Star Meter? I'm going to say I've gone down. By how much do you think? Um, 2,500,000. So close. <laughs> 2,800,000 you've gone down. <laughs> Wow, I'm so in tune with that shit. Yeah, I like that you you, you know you like. I reckon I went down in about two minutes. That's good. It's, I said before. I know it's my like, worth. It's like pinball scores. <laughs> you hit one thing on a pinball and it goes up a million points. And finally, is a man who on IMDb went up this week, thirty-seven thousand points. Welcome back to the podcast. It's James Colley, everyone. Yay! Well, thank you. It, uh, it's now beneath me with that score to be on here, but I appreciate it all the same. Also, I don't know, Aurelia St. Clair, I don't know if I said your name. I just said Aurelia, so there you go. Like Madonna. How are yes. we all? Now, can I apologise? I don't know if what it's like in Sydney where three of you are, but in Melbourne it's probably the nicest day of the year so far, and I've got you inside. We're recording this at 2 o'clock on Wednesday, so my apologies. Well, uh, speaking on behalf of all the Sydney siders on this podcast, it's actually probably one of our worst days oh, yeah. okay. so far. So thank you for <laughs> keeping us inside on this drizzly. You know what the weather I would describe it as is Melbourne-esque oh, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna as say... in cool and arty and no. you know, underrated. Absolutely overflowing yeah. with the COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. It's probably similar. I was going to say, like, our worst day is probably kind of like your best day. So. Yeah, there's a Venn diagram right there. And that's where we're sitting in the moment. <laughs> and how, how we go? Has everyone avoided COVID so far? Uh, no, I had it. Did oh, anyone else? I had it. Oh, my God. I can't yeah. get this fucking thing. I'm, I'm a <laughs> bug chaser. That? I can't get it. <laughs> who's, who's booking this? How do I... <laughs> You must yeah. just be unpopular. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> you gotta get, I get out a ping, more. Every week I get a ping like you're a close contact with this person and that person, and I I can't get it. I can't fucking get it. I just want it, just so I can post about it. That's all. <laughs> just those yeah. likes, baby. You gotta get yes. them up. I have seen a lot of people now posting negative tests as a kind of brag. Yeah. Like, I understand the positive test content, but a lot of people being like, "Oh well, I guess my immune system's just different to all of yours." Maybe it's just, they're just posting they, they finally got a rat. They got a rat test. They go, look, <laughs> I paid 700 bucks from Harvey Norman. Look at me go. 
All right, our first game today is called Social Me Me Media. What I'll do, I'll read out status updates by the four of you. If you think you know who wrote these, they're all from Twitter. Buzz in. Your name's your buzzers. So you get a point if you get right, a point off. Oh, a point to the person if you're incorrect. So the person actually wrote it. So you can't buzz in for your own ones. Here we go. Question one. Hey, Sydney Festival. I saw there's been some dropouts for the comedy gala. DM me. I'm free and keen to gig. Lauren. Yes, Lauren. That's got to be Mr. Cameron James. That's Cameron James, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. That is me. I would have done it. I was At that point, I was desperate. I would do anything. I'd do, Absolutely. If there was a pro-Nazi gig going, I would have jumped up on that as well. Yeah, oh, you're like, you, hey, my, my views do not reflect the festival. Anyway, yeah, guys, yeah. how are we going tonight? Anyway, guys, how weird are Big Macs? They're crazy. <laughs> I just love the Australian newspaper is really, really passionate about Tom Ballard doing this comedy gala. They just want him. They want to see him on stage. <laughs> <laughs> They're so angry that he dropped out for political reasons. <laughs> All right, question two. You're allowed to text while driving in the McDonald's drive-thru. This is the law. If it's not, then just arrest me right now because I'm going down. Aurelia. I heard Aurelia first. This is Lauren. That is Lauren. Yeah, point there for Aurelia. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty as charged. I no. did wonder for a second if that was me because I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I saw that tweet and I was inspired to go to a drive-thru myself that same day. And <laughs> At our local McDonald's drive-thru, there's like a set of units kind of behind the McDonald's, and you've got it. There's a keep clear because it's their driveway. Uh, no one's ever keeping it clear. No. And I saw someone in that like trying to get their to their house go crazy on this woman and it's like come on dude like you're a mcdonald's drive-thru you live at the mcdonald's you can't you can't be yeah. angry at people <laughs> for your bad choices <laughs> oh you've already got so much being that yeah. close to mcdonald's like you, you're living the best life okay everyone's jealous now you can't just be nitpicking on the driveway yeah i don't know you're on private property i think that like once you're on private property there's kind of no road rules it's like i carry the That's, same kind of energy into a westfield car true. park that can't be true what do you mean there's no there's no road rules on there's private none. property yeah every private property is basically you, international waters. yeah what are you yeah. saying it's like a micro nation like yeah. there's no like it's but like it's, saying oh yeah you're allowed to shoot people in your own property yeah you well know, yeah if, if mayor mccheese <laughs> comes down and arrests you that's fine but everyone else Go it's Quest. chill. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you what your order is at McDonald's, Lauren, but I reckon it's uh, ten nuggets, sweet and sour sauce, chips, and oh, uh, ice cream. This is a, a raid. A cho- chocolate. Yeah. Sauce. This is a fucking. Yeah. I would love if this is the kind of empath you are. <laughs> this is a roast. I hate getting this question actually because my order is like fucked up because I'm like a vegetarian oh, and I try oh. not and like and so it's either like a cheeseburger with no meat if I'm feeling naughty or like Sickening. even worse it's a hamburger with no meat and it's just sauce and bread and chips and it's like no one understands but if you don't eat meat it's like the vibe the bread and the sauce it like it tastes like McDonald's I'm sorry so it's all good remember Lauren Lauren and I went to McDonald's with Conchetta Caristo after a gig one night and Conchetta has only ever had the same meal every time she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she said something like, one day I one day I think I might try a quarter pounder. And I got so <laughs> mad. <laughs> you would, your aspiration is to try the most basic burger on the fucking menu. I was like, get one. Yeah. What was, you can, what I'll was buy her you order? one right now. Was it order just a cheeseburger? It was like nuggets, cheeseburger, uh, and a McFlurry, yeah. Oreo McFlurry. 
It was you like... just gave me a flashback to going post gig after like working on a sketch show for like a month, a uni sketch show that I think like Mike Michael Hing was one of the other people on. And after a month working on the show, rehearsing, we put it on. He walked up to our table at McDonald's, dropped a ten pack of nuggets, and went, "Gentlemen, our profits." Oh. <laughs> oh. That's showbiz. A lot of money in sketch comedy in this country. (laughs) All right, question three. Password stronger than my will to live. Uh, James. Yes, James. Aurelia? That is Aurelia. Yeah, point there for James. (laughs) Yes. That was good. And and that was even just a response to someone. That was a reply. Oh, my God. For some reason, that reply went off. Everyone related to their passwords (laughs) being stronger than their will to live. Put it in the main. So, so what is your password? <laughs> it's 15 characters. Whoa. Whoa. What yeah. is this? Some kind of P.T. Anderson film? No. Um, no, because I'm German, it's actually quite easy to find a German word with that many letters. Oh. Ah, yeah. is it the from Dung's effect? Exactly. And, any, Brecht, any Brecht fans in the audience tonight, shout out. All right, we got a theatre major in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question four. If there's a slow zoom on a photo of you in the opening act of a documentary, you're a fucking goner. Cameron. Yes, Cameron. That's got to be James Colley. That is James Colley. Everyone oh, scored so far. God. That's good. That's so that- true, though, Colley. That is 100% true. And if it's a colour photo that then changes to sepia or black mm-hmm. and white, oh, oh yeah. you're gone. It- it was inspired by Woodstock 99 where they had interviews with everyone and then they all referred to one guy who just appeared in photos. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder how he enjoyed Woodstock 99. And reading out his diary entries <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, by the way, that doco, I fucking loved it. It got me back into new metal music. I've, I'm it's such a good doco and it also like just checks on the way through that at this famous like concert that turned into a riot, the Umbilical Brothers performed. (laughs) Their act is still on YouTube. It's highly recommend YouTube watch of someone at a crowd that's about to just burn the fucking place down (laughs) watching the Umbilical Brothers. What a gig. There's always the gig. It's it's heartwarming to know that like even at the craziest festival in the world, you don't hear about it, but somewhere out there there's a comedy stage. Yeah. (laughs) And all of us, where were we? Why didn't we get booked for that fucking show? Yeah. What was I doing? Being five years old, I guess. (laughs) You're never too you're never too early to start comedy, I reckon, Lauren. Yeah. I would have crashed. Yeah. <laughs> Question five. Maybe if we'd killed Johnny Depp's dogs, then none of this would be happening. Fly him back to Australia, blood for blood. Cameron. Yes, Cameron. Is that Lauren Bonner? That is Lauren Bonner, oh, yeah. Point for Cameron. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. really do you stand by those words, Lauren? I mean <laughs> on um, the podcast. Go on the record right now. I just don't believe in special treatment. If anyone else had smuggled a live animal into Australia with our mm. incredibly delicate, you know, ecosystem <laughs> and biosecurity, we don't have rabies in Australia. And that's the privilege mm. that is afforded by <laughs> our strict biosecurity laws. And we would have killed anyone else's dogs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and we would what have been I'm, right what to I'm do hearing, so. What I'm hearing is you're pro-killing dogs. Yeah. Noted. That's what we're I all will, hearing. Yeah. I'll take the meat off the cheeseburger at, at McDonald's, but... <laughs> If any yeah. any dogs cross my path that are not here, meant to be here, then yeah. they should be killed. And you know what, Lauren? On uh, McDonald's property, you're legally allowed to murder dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. You can euthanize dogs. And, like, we wouldn't have even had to put it in the news. Yeah. 
killing animals for food is wrong. But killing them for sport, that's a good time. That's yeah. Fine. Which of the McDonald's characters do you think would be the euthanizer of the dogs? I think Grimace. That was see, my thought as well. Yeah. Grimace, yeah. Uh, I see Birdie as a real nurse, nurse ratchet type. I could see Birdie doing it with a cold ass stare. So who have we got? We've got the Hamburglar. We've got yeah. Ronald. Yeah. We've got Grimace. Birdie. Yeah. Mayor McCheese, but that, that wasn't really in our country. No, not really our thing. No. There's also Mac Tonight, who hosted a late night show. <laughs> He's not really in our country either. Um, you should know that Cam and I both have had to, over the course of the last Gruen <laughs> season, really deep dive on yeah. this. There's, there's quite a McDonald's land universe. Yeah, we've, we've, read, we've read up on every single individual um, yeah. mascot for work. And uh, yeah, we're across it all. And so... <laughs> In summation, Grimace is the correct answer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Grimace and his Irish uncle, who was probably in the IRA. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, question six. My tattoos mean I'm cool and I also do drugs. Lauren. Yes, Lauren. Aurelia? Of course it is. It's Aurelia, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, well, yeah. Cam and, and James, I don't think could ever claim to be cool or have tattoos <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. But Aurelia, I, I see that for you. And I agree. I mean, uh, thank you. Let's backtrack just one moment to the first <laughs> half of that sentence. I, I think James and I are cool in like a specific way. You know, I think we got some, like, in a mainstream accepted way. That cool is. <laughs> you're, you're cool in the way that French bulldogs are cute. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Thank you, and fuck you at the same time. <laughs> my breathing problems are between me and my doctor. <laughs> yes, my eyes may pop out on occasion, but who amongst us hasn't had that issue? All right, next question. Basically, my idea is that Christmas retail work should be like compulsory military service. No one gets to adulthood without knowing what it's like to be on the other side. Aurelia. Yes, Aurelia. That is Lauren. No, that's James. Point there for James. <laughs> I've done my time, man. I've done my time. Yeah, I did my time too. Woolworths supermarket. Oof. Uh, Aurelia, have you ever worked? Have you ever worked retail? Yes, I used to work in a suit store. Ooh, oh did you yeah. measure people and stuff? That would be fun. That's cool. That's glamorous. It it was low key glamorous. Um, I failed to get a sugar daddy. Biggest regret of my life. Um, you got to work the inseam to get those. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Christmas in a suit store is more your leavers dinner kind of area, like graduations when you do most of your business. Yeah, and a lot of weddings. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking like Santa suit and like who gets a fitted Santa suit? <laughs> you need to get a real job, James. That is like you just crossed a line here being like suits. What's a suit? Santa suit, Grimace suit, mascot So you did mascots, Grimace and stuff. Well, maybe they're doing a sketch where they're a yeah. lawyer. <laughs> what was your retail work, Cam? Um, uh, James, I mean. Uh, I worked at Toys R Us during uh, oh, for a couple yep. of years, and uh, yeah, it's really calm place around Christmas. Everyone's very chill about you know, <laughs> just just whatever they can get their child. <laughs> uh, Cameron, Lauren, if you did retail at Christmas, um, yeah, I worked at a tea shop that sold like tea and teapots and stuff. I worked there for like five years or so. I think that was only retail, but that was like my uni job all the way. But it was still a small a small shop, so it wasn't too crazy, really. I don't think. I've never done any Christmas casual work, but um, but I do work in Santa's workshop every year, boys and girls, <laughs> making the toys, and um, and he's real and he's just as lovely as you'd think he'd be. 
Tan just sneaking a look at the naughty girls list and going, ooh, these are my people. (laughs) (laughs) Future ticket buyers, future ticket buyers. That's what I see. I did actually apply for one Christmas casual specific job ever after I had had worked at the tea shop. Um, I applied for a Christmas casual job at T2 after I had literally five years of tea specific retail experience Mm -hmm. and I did not even get an interview. So that's just (laughs) kind of nepotism. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I am in the job market. All right, question eight. People who can just go about their business and ignore a cheese platter in the room have something wrong with them. Cameron. Yes, Cameron. Oh, fuck. Hmm. See, my my first instincts were James Colley because he seems like a guy that would kind of know his way around a, you know... A cheese board? A yeah, where's, cheese where's this board sentence going to end in a way that doesn't crush me emotionally? A you know, like... A, but then I think Lauren Bonner is also someone who could could walk past one of those things and feel like she's the boss of it. I might go with Lauren. You are correct, Cam. That is Lauren. Oh, yep. <laughs> hell yeah. What's your go-to move on a cheese board, Lauren? Just anything, you know, just having the bit of, I love a quince paste yep. combo, yep, but just, yep. I think it was more about nibbles in general. And actually mm. I'm thinking of specifically me and Cam, we went to a Christmas party for our podcast network and there was a lot of media types and whatnot. And then afterwards we went to a pub and they have food at the pub. And all the media types, we'd been on a boat all day and everyone was just standing around drinking. And do you remember, it was me, you, Alexi and Conchetta, the only comedians in the room, sitting at the table, nachos, tacos, full meal, eating, (laughs) just completely silent, eating a full meal. Yeah. And no one else wanted to eat. And I was like, what's wrong with you guys? We'd also sat in front of the cheese boards all day as well. Yeah. Just constantly eating cheese. Yeah. That's the difference between people that are on television and people that are on podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Question nine. Just found out there was an Omicron outbreak at the dinner for schmucks I was invited to last night. Lauren. Yes, Lauren. Cameron. Yes, it was Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's a real deep cut and uh, I didn't expect it to get any (laughs) chuckles, but Dinner for Schmucks is a movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> is it but Steve Carell, Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, I know the yeah. premise of the premise of the movie. <laughs> the premise of the movie is that Paul Rudd gets invited to a dinner for high-level executives, and they have to bring the biggest idiot they know to make fun of them to the dinner for schmucks. And so the premise of my joke is that I was the schmuck invited to a dinner for schmucks and also that there was an Omicron outbreak at it. So not only do you need a specific knowledge of movies from around 2006, but you also, you also need to understand it's an Omicron joke. So there's a lot going on there. And our final question for this round, fellas love to check one thing on Wikipedia during a movie. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, Cameron, is that Aurelia? No, that was James. A point there oh, for James. Wow. Yeah. That's so true. I love to check one thing <laughs> during a movie. <laughs> it's always like, what was that guy in? And yeah. then you go, oh, he was in Heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always Heat too. Yeah. It's always De Niro. I just don't know where he's from. <laughs> well, James, you've just had a baby. You're about to go into the world of whose voice is that? I better check the, the mm-hmm. voice actors in this Pixar film. That's... I, I had, uh, so Miranda was in a, a film that um, we were like watching a screen of and I like doing the voice of one of the characters and I was about 20 minutes in and I'm like, 
which one of these people is she? It's <laughs> 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 my wife's voice. I should know this. <laughs> All right. At the end of that first round, the scores are Aurelia, you're on one point. James, you're on three points. Lauren, you're on three points. And also on three points, it's Cameron. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the three-point club. It's, it's close. Neck and neck. Sorry, Aurelia. <laughs> Damn, I'm going to catch up to you all. Just wait. Let's go. It's, it's like it's a knockout state versus state, mate versus mate. Aurelia, do it for Victoria. All right, this round is called Let's Get Physical. Now, this is a new round, same rules. In this round, we're talking exercise. And we're ta- today we're talking about old gym junkie James Colley. Now, James... Recently joined a gym, but it hasn't been going exactly to plan. Something not so great has happened twice. And in both incidents, James had the same guy in the gym witness it. Twice. Now remember, (laughs) this thing happened twice. But what was it? Was it A, James got trapped under the weight of the bench press and had to be rescued. Twice. B, he was taking a photo of himself in the bathroom mirror Thought he'd locked the door, but hadn't, and this guy walked in to see James flexing in his underwear. Twice, okay. <laughs> or C, he went to buy a protein shake from the vending machine, but it didn't come all the way out of the spiral. James put his arm up in the machine Homer Simpson style to try and grab it when this guy walked in watching him do it. Twice, okay. <laughs> now, one of these is true. You can ask James as many questions as you want, but bear in mind, he wants to get it wrong, so he gets your point. You don't have to answer you, like all together. You can answer A, B, or C, whatever. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. Cool. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what protein shake do you get at the gym? I use a chocolate whey protein, which I quite like because it's chocolate. And the only way, these things taste like hell. And the only way I can get myself to have it is it's chocolate flavored. And I am a sicko. So I also give a little shot of coffee in there. Yummy. Do you not make your own protein shakes and bring them to the gym? Or do you buy them every time single use from the vending machine? I will, if I am going afterwards, my, my post-workout shake is bought from the vending machine, but my pre-workout shake or just a breakfast smoothie, I have at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pre How and might... post, that's good. That's, that's <laughs> real commitment. Yeah. So you go to I'm, gym I'm good the at the eating part of working out. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you bench? Uh, oh, Great question. Great question. I don't want to intimidate everyone. This is open for uh, everyone to answer as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got some real mediocre numbers. I, I bench, bench them on my bed up, but I'm like 105. In, in pounds or kilos? In, in kilograms. That's 100, a lot. 105. Yeah. Whew, I'm writing this down. That's good. That's good work. Mm. I do 106 <clears throat> normally, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's crazy. I do 107. Wow, this is like the price is what? right. You're all just one above. <laughs> so weird Hmm. so Um, do you still go to anytime fitness i know this because i've run into james at the gym a couple of times i also work out um are you still (laughs) do you still go to anytime fitness or have you moved on to a different gym i have moved on to a different gym i've moved on to uh crunch fitness uh which is closer to where i live now and is just chock-a-block with covid as well the second you get in there you can feel it in your lungs and so when you, uh, so hang on, someone walked in on you in the change room when you were just in your underwear. Is that, is that what well, one the, of them was? The change room goes into two different compartments. So there's mm. like the locker room part of it. And sure. then there's like a shower changing area. Like they have like eight different stalls. The three at the back have showers in them. The other ones are just changing rooms. <laughs> it's a real and 
purposely so, a real uh, fat kid during PE class little hovel that you can hide sure. in there. And so, and so it's not like its own little private room and you didn't lock the door. It's a bit of an open space. It, well, it's like stalls. Like think of it as like a toilet block, but you have like some, the stalls don't have toilets in them. Why don't you just lock the stall? That's a great question. Well, mm-hmm. I, I've also been robbed before and I wouldn't like the police go, well, why didn't you just lock the front door? Sometimes you forget to do things. <laughs> Sometimes you're so enamored by your own beautiful pumped up physique in the mirror, <laughs> you don't think to use the lock. And what did the guy say when he walked in on you? <laughs> I would love to say it was sick, but no, <laughs> it, was, it was more of a, oh God, sorry, <laughs> which, you know, I feel is uh, telling. It happened twice? Happened twice, same guy. Is he a PT? Same guy. He must be a PT. He he isn't a PT. He works in the reception part. Right. So okay. like they scan you and get you in and out. But like I imagine they also do cleaning or some crap. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I might be ready to guess if I, if anyone else is. Are people ready to guess? What's the rules? I don't know. Any- I, I sorry. I do have one more. So you got trapped underneath the bench press when you were presumably doing slightly above what you normally can around about 107 which is what i kind of easily do <laughs> and uh and did someone come over and have to help it off you is that what happened yeah so this is uh this was actually early days of bench but yeah both times i got trapped underneath like when it goes down nice and slow and then you go to push and mm. it will not move and you're stuck there like a little turtle you need a spotter when you're bench pressing. I'm sorry to say this, but as someone who it. regularly works out, you um, <laughs> you do need a spotter. I was an anxious little boy. I didn't want <laughs> to bother him. All right. I think I might be ready to. Right, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, Aurelia, we'll start with you. What do you think? I think it's a C um, arm huh? in bending machine, grabbing that smoothie. All right. Uh, Lauren? I think it's bench press. Hey, I think that was. Hmm. Yep. And Cameron? I think it's B. That that feels the most realistic to me that you could forget <laughs> to lock a door because you're an idiot. But the other two are just <laughs> slightly out of believability for me. Well, the correct answer was A. He got trapped under the bench press twice. Oh, dude. So it's literally the first two times I did bench, both times I got trapped. <laughs> this was an old gym where it was strictly like Korean teens and 80-year-old Greek men, and it was 80-year-old Greek men rescuing me. <laughs> of course. Now, seriously, though, you're not benching 105, are you? <clears throat> that was just yeah, another... I'm strong as hell. No, that was, that was cold hard truth. That's massive. Well, because that's what I thought. If you're lifting that heavily, that means that you are like someone who's trying to bench really heavy. So that's like not, yeah, it's not hard to just mm. fail like that. Because I'll bench any of you right yeah, now. Yeah, listeners of this pod know that I I am buff as, and I my my ninety is what I get to. So one hundred and five. Mm. No, that's cute. I'm shocked. Yeah. Well, guys, I'll see you in the Reforma Pilates studio and we can check out how your core strength is going. It will only cost you $2,000 a year to do that every now and then. Okay? And that's what I do. And that's what I pay. And that's just what I do. At the end of that round, scores. Aurelia, you're still on one point. Cam, you're still on three points. Lauren, you're now on four points. But in the lead on five points is James Colley. Oh, wow. Congratulations, everybody. Hey, this is the kind of drive that gets you to 105, people. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break now for some ads. We'll be back after these messages. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back after those messages. That they good. were great messages, Josh. Thanks. Thanks. Wow. I, I can't believe you picked up the Israeli embassy sponsorship. <laughs> well, Tom Ballard puts it down. I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about someone else on the panel. If you think it's true, you'll say yeah. If things a lie, you'll say nah. You can ask me as many questions you want. Bear in mind, they want you to get it wrong, so they get your point. So to James. Now, Lauren takes her cat for walks on a lead to the park. Yeah or nah? What kind of cat do you have? He's just like a tabby, I think. He was like, a, you know, a feral, cheap rescue cat. And how old is he? His birthday is coming up, actually. He'll be one on the 26th of January. And a problematic date for a cat to be born. <laughs> I know. <laughs> not a date to celebrate, cat. Not a date to celebrate. He chose it. <laughs> and, and what colour is your leash? Um, it's like a light pink leash because it was um, like a puppy lead and I just got him a new little harness, which is also pink, hot pink. Do you, do you live far from the park? No, we live right near a few parks. So we just walk him over. I've wanted to take him to like a park with like the, like water and stuff to see if he would like it, but <laughs> I'm worried. He likes it, but he's also temperamental. Like once I saw a dog and a dog like, came right up to us and um he freaked out a bit so it's good to be close to home he does like it everybody i'm not abusing my cat let's make that clear <laughs> okay murders dogs tortures cats mm-hmm. this, this actually adds up someone's <laughs> on the naughty list that's a call back to guess. the santa thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna guess nah no, I don't think you're doing this. James, believe women. This is true. <laughs> this is, yeah. <laughs> Point there for Lauren. I do. I do. you got to watch my Instagram story more often, James. What the hell? <laughs> I'm do glad you... I didn't finish my full thought there. It was like, no, that's too embarrassing for you to do in public. <laughs> do you get people coming up to you asking you questions about this? Yeah, yeah. It's usually like either like people with little kids and they like want to say hello to the cat or yeah. um, a lot of times people who are like, oh, I tried to put my cat on a lead and they wouldn't do it or they were like, or they want to know how he did it. But I think you got to start him young. And then also it just depends. Like your cat's got to also be like an adventurous soul and <laughs> it's not for everyone. What, like how do dogs, I should have asked this earlier, but how do dogs react to the cat being around? <laughs> we like, uh, we generally like really avoid dogs. Um, but a lot of dogs like either don't notice him or like if we just give him a distance away, he doesn't really notice them. But it's only sometimes if they're off a lead and they come a little close, then he might like really notice them. The one time I like ran into like literally like a comedian in the middle of lockdown and he had his big dog with him and he was like, oh, hey, like, hey, and his dog came up and I like, and his dog was like on me. And then I didn't even notice, but my boyfriend had the cat and he was freaking out and he like scratched my boyfriend on the face and everything. And I was just like talking to this random comedian and he was like, 
yeah, it was bad actually, but we've recovered. We stay away from dogs. That comedian was Cameron James. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great impression. Okay, so I'll point there to Lauren. Now to Lauren. In 2013, Aurelia was living in London and had friends who studied at the art school, St. Martin's College. At a party, she met a guy who had made the papers for his upcoming installation, which was for someone to take his virginity. That night at the party, Aurelia's friend had sex with the dude and Aurelia tried to sell the story to the Daily Mail, but because she didn't have any pictures, they weren't going to offer any money. Yeah or nah? Hmm. Hmm. I totally believe this. I um. I went. I, I have a fine arts degree. I went to art school. This is this is some art school shit to sell your virginity. What was hmm. his plan? If he was so he was a student. Yeah, he was a student at Central Saint Martin's, studying fine art, just like you. But I imagine <clears throat> if he was doing a piece like this, that and but if you were going to sell it to the Daily Mail, like there was like already a bit of publicity around it. Was it like going to be a thing, or like had it been picked up by the news before? Yeah, so it was in the Metro magazine and I think there were some blogs writing about it as well because people were really into um, people losing their virginity for art for some reason. So yeah, they have a virgin's vertical. I've been <laughs> featured in it a couple of times. <laughs> and people like knew, at the party saw him and knew who he was because there was press. And um, what was hey, his? Hey, there's pl- the big virgin. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> what was his like plan in how like the work would actually be? Like, was the, the artwork like he was going to be auctioned off like in the gallery, or was he like gonna actually have sex like in a public space? Or well, n- nobody knew. Nobody knew how it was going to happen, and there was like a big thing uh, of us speculating whether he was actually going to have sex with someone and like film it or whether it was going to be an auction, which it didn't end up being. Um, But nobody knew it was like a secret. I think I also think that like, it's not unlikely that this man in art school who wanted to do his virginity work was like also disorganized and like didn't know how he was going to do it either so i like believe that he was like it's just a concept so i might say yeah lauren this is not a true story Damn. nah point there for aurelia Fuck. but it's based on truth yeah so there is some truth there um what ended up happening is he had like an art um exhibition where people put a banana in his mouth and that Sexy. was it that was a. That's that was actually a not. That's not that similar to the virginity thing, really. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, <laughs> well, what is virginity? Virginity is a construct, mm, Cameron. You're right. Um, so. You're right. You're right. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I buy it. <laughs> I hate this. I'm so glad that I'm not at art school anymore. It was truly just that shit every day. Every day. Every day someone was auctioning off their virginity. <laughs> I went Literally. and saw that um, Marina Abramovich um, MoMA exhibition where you sit in the room with her and stare oh, at yeah. her. I went to it and I remember being like, this is amazing, incredible. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, she's just fucking got the space <laughs> and just been like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just sit there. That'll be art. <laughs> Yeah. You must have had one of those, like, trying to make the Buckingham Palace guards laugh. Like, it would yeah. be so good to throw her off while she's there. Go in and do a set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
So to Aurelia. Now, Cameron used to host a show on community radio and would have a regular caller. The caller wasn't well and would often talk about his problems. One week, he just stopped calling. Cameron feared the worst and worried, and was worried because he uh, thought he would look, up, look him up to see if he was okay. He found him on Facebook and messaged him asking if he all was okay. And this guy replied, yep, I just don't think you're funny anymore and I hate the music you're playing. Yeah or nah? I don't even want to ask any questions, <laughs> but I will. Um, how long were you uh, doing this radio show for? Not very long, maybe like th- maybe two months or something, three months. I really wanted to be a radio host back then, and there was this one community radio station, and you could see it was digital, so it wasn't like broadcast, it was only on the internet, and you could see how many listeners you had. And it was it never got above like twelve listeners ever. <laughs> what was your show called? Uh, I think it was just called like Nights with Cameron James. I didn't have a cool name. If I could rename it, I would call it like Cam's Jams or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I see that. Um, that would have brought in fourteen people. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> That would have popped off. <laughs> a bunch of people think you're talking about preserves, though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, just to clarify, this is not about spreads or conserves. This is about funky beats. <laughs> um, what was his sickness? No, he was like mentally not very well, and oh, we, okay. we weren't a we weren't a talkback show or anything. But we, he would call in and just like request songs and talk to a bunch of the presenters. And we'd all kind of talk to him, maybe give a shout out to him every now and then on air and play the songs that he wanted to hear. But so we were all a bit concerned about his mental well-being. Yeah. I see. And um, how did you find him on Facebook? Did this man really call you and give you his full first and last name? Because that seems weird as fuck. No, we just figured out his name. Like you could log stuff on the website when you put comments on people's pages or whatever like that and I think we all just sort of stalked him and some of the other guys that worked there had known him through him calling up for a year or a couple of years or whatever so this is kind of the origin story of Cameron James investigative journalist (laughs) (laughs) finding Drago (laughs) nowadays I call myself an investigative journalist but in reality stalker is a more uh, appropriate name (laughs) For what I do. It really felt like you were delicately dancing around. We hung shit on him yeah. in the work group chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's one of those things where, you know, and I'm sure anyone who's dealt with this before, you have, like, listen, uh, someone who constantly talks to you and you appreciate their support and their fandom, but there is a part of you that kind of rolls your eyes. And then one day you realise that they're not talking to you anymore and your your instinct is... They must not be with us anymore. But in reality, people just fucking move on and stop listening to you and like have new things that they're into. And that's kind of all it was. See, that's a very ABC mindset because the audience does actually die if yeah. they stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were 11. Um, I'm going to say that this is true. You are correct, Aurelia. That is a true story. Point there for Aurelia. That is yeah. true. And I thought I was doing such a good thing by reaching out to him <laughs> and being like, hey, just haven't heard from you in a while. Hope you're okay. What's been going on? And he just replied so bluntly like, yeah, I just don't listen anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you're very funny anymore. And uh, yeah, I listen to 
Triple J now or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> that was the part of the story I didn't buy that you had like lovingly reached out to this guy. <laughs> oh, I'm a pretty nice guy once you get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so put it to Aurelia. Now to Cameron. James once annoyed the actor James Cromwell. Cromwell, you know, from Six Under, LA Confidential and Babe at a movie mm-hmm. premiere. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cromwell was complimenting James's partner, Miranda, on her performance. But once he left, James loudly said, that'll do, pig, that'll do. When James Cromwell heard it, turned around and was clearly annoyed by it. Yeah or no? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's, he's also one of those guys that I always look up when I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, oh, that guy. Yeah, fuck. And then I'm all like halfway through the movie, I turn to my wife and be like, he's been in everything. He's going to (laughs) start listing his credits. (laughs) Uh, okay, so this was was this a movie or a play that they were in together? Uh, they weren't in it together. He came along to the Top End Wedding premiere. Right. What was he doing in Australia? Does he still work on that babe farm? <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> that was a documentary, dude. Uh, he, he was shooting something in South Australia at the time, I think. Like, he was brought along by other actors. Okay, and he approached you and Miranda. No, he approached Miranda. I was just there. <laughs> You're the arm candy, though. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he what did he say to Miranda? I want to hear the full breadth of this compliment. I wasn't like like I honestly wasn't close enough to hear, all, but it was like I, the part that I got was that it's quite touching and you know mm. beautiful film, the kind of thing that you would love to hear from Farmer Hoggett. <laughs> it was a beautiful film. He said, "How how did you remember all your lines?" That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help but notice there was no talking pig in this. Do you think you could add one in post? <laughs> okay. And uh, when you said your little w- witty little bon mot at the end there, your Oscar <laughs> Wildean quip, um, were you saying that with you wanted him to hear it or you were just saying it to Miranda? I was saying it to Miranda. Like, I didn't. I wasn't there to own James Cromwell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, old man. Don't ever compliment my wife again. (laughs) What did he say when he turned around? Oh, no, it was just a, like, fuck this guy look. Like, it wasn't... He, I was clearly not worth his time. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I I really... I buy this. I buy that this would happen. This It feels like something that you would say. (laughs) You're going to say yeah? Yeah, I'm going to lock in yeah. You are correct, Cam. That is a yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, I was like, I want this to be true. Same, same. Because, Cam, you you also uh, provided a story, which I didn't put in, but it fits Mm. well with this, where you had an interaction with a very famous Australian actor, Brian Brown. I did, yeah. I saw Brian Brown at the pub, and he was with a bunch of other actors and show-busy people. They were all in front of me at the bar, and he was buying all of them around. And he was so he's turning around and handing beers out to all of them. And in the confusion, he handed me a beer and then he kept going. And then he like doubled back and looked at me with this confused look like, I don't know you. And he took the beer back. And then one of the other actors was Vince Colosimo from Chopper (gasps) and stuff. And Vince Colosimo just went, oh, let him have the beer. (laughs) And he gave it back to me. King. King. Thanks, Brian Brown. Thanks, Colosimo. I fucking love Vince Colosimo. I love all Greek people. If you have have any Greek listeners, um, Yasu, I love you guys. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love Vince Klossmer. I didn't, I just, in my head, I watched The Wog Boy when I was like a kid or something, mm. but then you forget about it. And then I re, we rewatched it semi recently, maybe last year or something. And I was like, Vince Colosimo is like the hottest man I've ever seen. What's he wearing in a mesh shirt? His hair's covered in oil. Yeah. I don't know, but he's got it. He's got the X I said factor. To, uh, my wife and I watched Chopper the other day and um, he's so good in that. And there was one point during the night where I turned around and I said, I think at this point in time, Vince Colosimo was the most handsome man in this country. Mm-hmm. And he should have been a bigger star. And she yeah. was like, absolutely. Fuck His yeah. parents owned a cafe near my old house. And the walls were just lined with their family photos. Oh, and so you just God. see Vince Colosimo as a young man, just <laughs> absolute hunk. Just <laughs> so hunky. And they were so proud of him. Like, yeah. And I remember Rob Schneider came in there because I, I think they were in a film together. And Rob Schneider oh was God. in there one day having having some eggs. And I was like... Starstruck by the Schneider. <laughs> Another handsome man. Yes. Another absolute 10. Boy, just should have been a bigger star. <laughs> no, stay, stick to the comedy, Rob. Your, your stand-up special from two years ago when you got your daughter up to sing at the end. Oh, good stuff. Oh, boy. All right, at the end of that round, the scores are Aurelia, you're on three points. Cameron, you're on four points. Lauren Ooh. on five points. James also on five points. It's close. Oh, my God. It's a close one. Close. It's anyone's game. All right, this is our final round. It's called Who Who, Who Who. In this round, I'll read out 10 questions about you four. If you think you know who it is, <coughs> buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get right, point off if you get it wrong. Only round you lose points. You can't buzz in for your own ones. First question is this. Which of you was the first to reply to me with all their stories, but the only one to say, sorry, these are late? <laughs> um, oh, do I buzz in with my name? Yes, your name, yeah. Cameron. I reckon that's Lauren Bonner. That was James Collier, so point off, Cameron, oh, yes. Oh, my God, damn it. No, I uncharacteristically replied to an email less more than 10 minutes after I received it you this were, time. You were all so quick. Normally on the day of recording, I'm like very passive-aggressively saying, hey, if you get a chance to send those stories through, that would be great. Um, yeah, but you guys, all, all before the deadline, but James, super quick and also saying, sorry, these are late, but you were 24 <laughs> hours before the cutoff. It was great. Cameron, you should have guessed the nerd. Some <laughs> confidence, James. Bit of a beta move. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Fuck you, Josh. Here are the stories. Eat them up, you little pig. Yeah. Also, Lauren on Twitter was like, hey, I've got this thing 2 o'clock on Wednesday in my diary. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> me reading that going, oh, this will be good. Because <laughs> I, I just wrote on the Wednesday, I wrote 2 p.m. Wednesday on Wednesday, and I was like, fuck, like that yeah. could be anything in the world. And I took me to that. And then I realized it was it was you. And then I was yeah. like, well, he's definitely going to see that now. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which of you here has reverse parked a Lamborghini? Uh, Cameron. Yes, Cameron. Aurelia. No, that's Lauren. A point off Cameron. Fuck. All right, I'm going uh, all out. I'm going for zero. Oh, <laughs> damn. Like this. Believe it. Believe it. I just used to work in a parking ballet at Westfield, Sydney. Ooh. So lots of fancy cars. Were you very nervous doing that? Yeah, especially um, Lamborghinis. Like, you know when you put a car in reverse and, well, if it's an auto, they kind of roll a little bit yeah. automatically. Or even if it's a manual, you can kind of gently roll it. You really need to rev it to like... So mm. I was like just really slowly, but it was like, it was terrifying. 
but I, I didn't just, crash it. I can't explain why I thought Aurelia would be the one that has driven a Lamborghini. No, I, I well, think it's when I look at you, Lauren, I, I think more Rav Four, Suzuki Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a Mitsubishi yeah. Mirage. Let's be real. Well, this was a story to... about reversing a Yaris beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at a car dealership, so yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. What kind of cars were you selling? Teslas. Oh, oh my wow. god. What was it like meeting the worst people on earth? <laughs> <laughs> right. I loved it because, you know, like attracts like. <laughs> hey, who here told me they've never voted in the hottest 100? James. Yes, James. Cameron? No, it's Aurelia. Point off James. Oh. I've also never voted in the hottest 100. <laughs> see how, see how I preface the Australian who here told federal me. election. <laughs> <laughs> I vote on the hottest 100, but I just put a donkey vote in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question four. Who here has partied with Dennis Rodman? Lauren. Yes, Lauren. Cam? No, Aurelia has. Point oh. of Lauren. Point Wait, to who's, who's, who's Dennis Rodman? I was like, it's a movie thing. He played, uh, oh, if the movie's The Last Dance, yes, but he played for the Chicago Bulls, oh. San Antonio Spurs, Yeah, Detroit if I'd seen Pistons. how cool this guy looked, I would have said Aurelia. I was mm. picturing like a... You heard the name Dennis and you saw yeah. someone that I'd fraternise with. <laughs> I thought it was like a mid-tier Australian film. I thought maybe it was like a, a B character in Lantana or something. <laughs> We did trivia at the Golden Age or something. No, Where was this, Aurelia? This was at the Playboy Club in Mayfair. Oh my God! Is wow. Mayfair, as in the uh, May- Mayfair, in London, London, from yeah. Monopoly, on the Monopoly yeah. board. Yeah. Yes, next to Park Lane. <laughs> what was he like? I'm, I'm guessing he um, was insane. He was insane. He was really lovely. He was like, where are you girls from? What are you doing here? And like all the Playboy bunnies at the lounge were all over him. And then we got a photo with him. And then he went to a private part of the club that we could not access. He, uh, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with basketball and he played for the team I went for, San Antonio Spurs. And he, my parents bought me his book, uh, Bad to the, or Born on the Wild, so Bad to the, but I can't remember what it was, but it was the one where he just recounted having sex with Madonna mm. in the book. I think I was 11, probably the first full <laughs> book I'd ever read that wasn't just a kid's book. <laughs> like, <laughs> really got me into reading, really my, nurtured my love of, <laughs> love of the word. <laughs> Question five. Who recently on a house inspection found a great house, did some research and realised it was a murder house? Aurelia. Yes, Aurelia. I'm going to say this was um, Cameron. You are correct. A point there for Aurelia, yeah. That is true. It's around the corner from my current apartment and it's the site of one of the grisliest murders in Sydney. I'm not going (gasps) to tell you what happened, but it's called the Hatpin Murders. Do your own research. And uh, and do your own research on the scam demic yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we love to say you, that did... on this podcast. Do your own research, guys. <laughs> I'm hoping you took the place. No, obviously. no, we actually couldn't afford it. So that's Sydney, <laughs> uh, that's Sydney property for you. <laughs> but more of that investigative journalism coming out, Cam. Just doing some research. Just love it, love and getting in there. <laughs> Got to solve that crime. <laughs> Hey, question six. Who was once shamed by the conductor of the train for drinking Passion Pop on on board? Aurelia. I heard Aurelia first. 
That was Lauren. That was yes. Lauren, yeah, pointing for a radio. Mm-hmm. I'm upset at how everyone immediately knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, did you know, because you, uh, we were in the carriage, I was like 18 at the time, okay, in my defense. And they, I didn't know that they were, they're like, there's cameras in the carriages, they can see you. And the conductor literally announced ag- across the whole train, I was like, to the girl in carriage four, drinking out of the brown paper bag. Please get rid of that at the next stop, or you'll be asked to leave. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not drinking. I'm hyperventilating. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> it's Passiona. <laughs> All right. Next question. Who, every time they've done tarot cards, has pulled out the devil card? Cameron. Yes, Cameron. Aurelia. No, that's Lauren, a point off Cameron. It's yet another. This game is just casting aspersions based on people's vibes. I, I see you, but yeah, I see it though, because I read tarot regularly, religiously every morning. Oh, every morning. Oh, is it your wordle? It, and I do wordle too. Yeah, okay. Multifaceted. If it, was, if it was Pokemon cards, they would have had me like that. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it more often, but I just do it kind of whenever I feel the vibe. And then whenever I feel the vibe recently, like the past five times, I am pulling the devil card after mm. a full shuffle, full run around. And it's just made me not want to do it every morning, I think. This this might show my ignorance in the tarot world. This isn't one of the things where the devil's actually a good thing that means warmth and like it, it means the devil. It can, yeah. right? I mean, let Aurelia take this, I reckon. <laughs> Look, there's no such thing as a bad tarot card. And... <laughs> Uh, the devil has many meanings. Um, I will interpret for you at a later stage because we'll need to do a full spread, obviously. <laughs> of course. My wife does tarot too, and she did a reading for me recently. And she pulled out this thing called the Nine of Swords, I think. And it was like this sad, depressed face with nine daggers hanging over it. And I was like, is that bad? And she went, sometimes it can be good. And then she pulled out another one and went, but in this case, it's bad. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Great. Sometimes it means you're going to be stabbed by seven swords. <laughs> Next question. Who here once emceed a gig where at the venue they didn't turn the TV off and it had the, if you've got a door, you've got a gym ad just on constant loop? <laughs> Cameron. Yes, Cameron. James? Yes, you are correct. Yes, it was. James Colley. <laughs> on loop? Oh, it's a great gig. Yeah, on loop. On loop. They had that one ad. They couldn't turn it off. And it was one of those gigs where the back room was being renovated. So you were pushed back into the front. Yeah. So yeah. already people didn't want you there. And then you're shouting, you know, wry observations over the total gym 1000. Wow. <laughs> That would have been fun. And again, who books this gig? Yeah. yeah. I was just about to ask. They have left the country. Oh. oh, yeah. One of those ones. Question nine. Who watched Brokeback Mountain with their parent, and as soon as the sex scene came on, their parent just got up and left the theatre? Lauren. I heard Lauren first. Uh, maybe Cam? You are correct. It was Cam, yeah. <clears throat> That's not entirely how it went down. It was at home on D- on DVD. Oh, sorry. And uh, my dad's a big cinephile, loves foreign movies, loves any Oscar-nominated shit. But when it got to the sex scene, he just went, <clears throat> and then just stood up and left and then came back with a beer and then just <laughs> sat down and like was like, so what are these two fellas up to? What have they been doing? <laughs> it's not bad. He went off to have a wink. It's not like it's a... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that seems like a, a stoic Newcastle father yeah. kind of move. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. 
He still thinks it was just a movie about cowboys. <laughs> City slickers. <laughs> and it is to me. I don't really see that it's not. So. <laughs> and our final question for the game, who got free hypnotherapy? Because they ran into a hypnotherapist in the park and they said, are you a comedian? I saw your show. Would you like some hypnotherapy? James. <laughs> yes, James. Lauren. No, that was Aurelia. Point <laughs> off, James. <laughs> I do seem that reckless, but you also overestimate my kind of um, speaking to strangers in public. Yeah. And they'd be like, you're a comedian. I saw your show. I'd be like, thanks so much. And then I'd run away. Also, <laughs> hi- hypnotherapist would have seen you in a park and said, are you walking a cat? Would you like some therapy? And, then- <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who knows me knows that when people say, do you want therapy? I say, no, I don't need it. <laughs> Got tarot. Aurelia, so did... Did you take offense to this or was your show about wanting therapy? Um, oh, well, this guy and I, we have so much in common. We're actually friends now and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, and the hypnotherapy I got because I had writer's block and he cured me. So What did he say? He was like, <laughs> yeah, let <laughs> us know. <laughs> um, he said, you can, you can do it. And I could. <laughs> but he was waving a clock at the time and it really makes the difference. Yeah, I, I was focusing real hard and suddenly it clicked. That's awesome. All right, at the end of the game, the scores are Cameron James, two points. James Colley, three points. Lauren Bonner, five points. And also on five points, it's Aurelia St. Clair. It's a tie. Yay. Oh, what a comeback. Oh, comeback from Aurelia. <laughs> Damn. There are no tiebreaker questions. We're we're all winners. Uh, Aurelia, because you are co-winner, you can promote whatever you want to promote first. You've got shows coming up. I do. I have a show coming up in the Melbourne Comedy Festival called I Said What I Said. And whereabouts is your venue? My venue is um, Trades Hall, whole festival, 9 p.m., Sundays, 8 p.m., come and see it. It's a fun show, um, I think. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> find <Lauren>. out. <laughs> Lauren, where can people find or hear you? Yeah, well, actually, I'm also doing a show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and I'm also at Trades Hall for the whole festival. You can come see me and then go grab dinner and then go see Aurelia. So my show will be called Elephant. You can see it, um, I think it's throughout the whole festival. And also I have a podcast called Big Natural Talents. Excellent. With Conchetta as well. With Conchetta Cristo, yeah. James, where can people find you? Uh, I have an eight-week-old, so I am not leaving the house for 15 years, but uh, I have a podcast with Bridie Connell called Vanity Project, where we go through celebrity vanity albums, and it's a lot of fun, so listen to that. Didn't you put a podcast out that was like 19 hours long? Yes, yeah, the collie, pro- the collie problem. He's I don't even know the title about of it. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's that's a real, like, if you know, you know thing. You've got to have... That's that's I'm sucking up the people who have left Cameron's radio show because their health deteriorated. <laughs> hey, are you going to cover uh, Bruce Willis's album, The Return of Bruno? I have that on vinyl, and <laughs> I love that album. So yeah, I've I've been saving it for a special occasion. Oh god, that's amazing! Excellent. Right. And Cameron James, where can people find you? I'm also doing all the comedy festivals this year, so. Melbourne, Brisbane, Gold Coast, fucking Perth, fucking Sydney, Newcastle. Um, all that information is on my Instagram at I am Cameron James. And also links to my podcasts are on there. The one I do with Becky and the one I do with Alexi. So Excellent. just go to my Instagram. 
Hey, if you're listening to this and you're in Melbourne, I'm doing my comedy festival show as well. Only the last two weeks, April 12 to 24 at The Western. I'm mm. there with my show Modern Contemporary at 7.40. Also, if you're in Adelaide, I'm coming across on Feb 19. Speaking of Becky, Becky's going to do the podcast with me at the Rhino Room. So make sure you go to joshell.com.au for tickets. Hey, you guys have been heaps of fun. Thanks for doing this. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.